How's everybody doing this morning? I was, I'll tell you right now, I'm doing better now than I was before I started worshiping. Amen. Not that I was doing bad, it's just I'm always better after that. Nothing like getting into God. Amen? I'm going to jump right in. Uh, these guys are excited back there. You guys excited back there? I can tell you're excited. You're making all kinds of noise. Anyways, I'm just joking. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I've been, uh, we're kind of like on this mini-series in between different special guests. We have some wonderful uh, guest speakers in, and so I've been kind of concentrating on this idea of finding joy in diversity or joy in differences. Now, if you look around this room, a whole lot of differences going on, amen? I see different colors, different shapes, different sizes, different ages. I see all kinds of differences, and sometimes we allow those differences to hinder us, but actually God doesn't want them to hinder us. And so you probably, maybe you don't remember, but uh, I already talked about this, but how uh, differences, how they can divide us, and that is when we forget who the real enemy is. I don't know if you remember me saying that, but I'm just saying it again. We forget who the real enemy is. Even if, say, Johnson, you're in the front row, so you get nailed. (laughs) Even if Johnson does something evil towards me and really hurts me, he's still not the enemy. The evil one is the enemy. Satan is the enemy. Satan is the one who is, who is behind the whole thing. And we got to remember that he is the enemy. When we start thinking that we are, people are the enemy, right away we're going to have problems and we're going to have divisions. When we forget what the cause, what our reason for being, why we are here, when we forget that, then we begin to look at each other and we start seeing differences and they start dividing us. But when we, when it, I'll go back to Johnson and say something nice about Johnson. When, when Johnson and I realize that the, the, the reason that we are here is to set people free, to tell them about Jesus, then we become united. It doesn't really matter whether Johnson is better looking than me or, that's not the truth, but you know, the, <laughs> you know but it doesn't matter like whether he's from a different country than I, it doesn't matter because the goal is the same. The cause is the same. And that's why we exist. We exist to set people free in Jesus. And so that if we, if we forget the cause then, and the reason for being, then we will be divided. And then one of the other things I mentioned last time we, we talked about this was when I think my way is the only way and that my way is, hey, guys, long time, man. How you been? Sorry, sorry, old friends, old friends, old friends. Um, wow, sorry, now I'm distracted. It's the pink hat, it's the pink hat. Anyways, um, no, when we, when we think my way is the right and only way, my way to worship is the only way to worship. You know, um, you know Wes is in the front row, so I'll bother him. Do you know that Wes, like, he... he, he he enjoys the worship at ICC, IFGF, but at the same time, he really doesn't like this kind of music. But he still can enter in and worship God in, in, in the way that he worships him. He's, he worships a lot different than I am, and I'm jumping up and down, he's still. It doesn't really matter. But we, 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 we got to remember that my way is not, just because I jump up and down, it doesn't mean you have to do it that way. And when I start thinking, that's the way you have to do it, then I've really started to divide us. When we think our way or the way we look or the, who we are is the, is the only way, the right way, the better way, then we will start being divided. And, that's, and God doesn't, doesn't want that. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't want that to happen. I, I like what Pastor Herman said 
Uh, he, he said uh, that like even after the curse, it was interesting how after they sinned, they covered their differences. We should not uh, have to cover up our differences. We should, well, uh, cover our bodies, please. But you know what I mean. Uh, we, we should celebrate our differences. We should be able to celebrate one another. I should be able to celebrate with Wes. E- even if Wes worships differently, I should be able to stand next to him and be able to worship the same God because he's the same God. Can I get an amen? He's the same God. And everybody has a different way of kind of relating to him. Now, I, I've said this before, and I know you won't agree with me, but, you know, God is Italian. He and I, we have an Italian relationship. And he yells at me, and I yell back at him. That's how we talk. And so if I say to you, well, God is Italian, well, that's kind of not right. But for me, that's kind of how I deal with him, you know? And that's why, like, when someone, like, is worried about yelling at him, I say, don't worry, God can take it. I yell at him all the time. You know, but he yells back, and he's a little louder than I am, so I, I kind of have to pay attention, you know. When, when, when you know, I, I, I grew up in, in a place called New England. It's like the northeast of uh, America. And about maybe, say, two and a half hours from where I live is the mountains. And in October, in the mountains in October, maybe just show that, that slide. It's not even going to do justice this picture doesn't even do it justice. When you go up into the mountains, uh, up in, in the north, in the Appalachian Mountains, and in October, it's foliage time, it is the most beautiful sight in the world. I mean, there is just such a beautiful, beautiful view. And, and from my house, it's like about three hours, but in October, if I try to go up there, we're talking five, six hours. Why? Because the, the highways, we're talking four-lane highways, are just jammed because everybody is going up to see this beautiful sight. Now, what's interesting, in May, if I want to go to the mountains in May, two and a half hours, I'm there. Why? Because they don't have this. You know what they have in May? Everything is green. Everything is exactly the same color, and nobody really, you know, it's nice, pretty. But there's nothing like an array of differences when they're blended together, how beautiful they look. You know, you ever notice, when you look at that, you don't see any lines. Anybody see any straight lines? I don't see maybe one or two straight lines, a tree. But most of it is, is, is all different shapes and sizes and colors. And some is green and some is yellow and some is yellow and green. And some, you know, they're all together, all mixed and that's what makes the beauty. And so when differences come together, when, when you begin to enjoy the differences of one another, trust me, you will see a beauty like no other. You know, I often say that when, when, when a couple gets married, there's six people at that wedding that get married. You know, there's six people that get married at every wedding. You know that, right? It's, so when I get married, when I got married, there were six people at my wedding. The person I think I am, the person that Carol thinks I am, and the person that I really am. And then on the other side, there's three. And then we all move in together. Woo! Six people living together. But after a while, we learn to blend. We learn to kind of flow together. And that's actually when you look at the way Jesus, or God created the, the, the world, he... He separated things, but he didn't make lines when he separated. So when he separated the land from the sea, there was a flow. There was a, a kind of a, you know, uh, going over each other. There was no straight line. There was no total division. 
There was differences, but they were in harmony together. And that's, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how we can find beauty, how we can find beauty in differences or in, in, uh, in uh, diversity. Uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 2 through 6 says this. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, uh, 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 one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So there's only one God. But when we're unto him, we're very different. And he gives us one of the formulas to have this idea of humility and gentleness and patience and, and bearing with one another in, in love. Notice, it's really funny. In, in Mark chapter 9, the disciples uh, come back to Jesus and they say this. In Mark chapter 9, verse 38, he says, they say, Teacher, John said, we saw some people driving out demons in, the name, in your name, and we told them to stop because they were not one of us. Do not stop them, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. You see how Jesus saw the differences and found a way to say, listen, these guys are for us. Even though they may not be in the same church, even though they might not be in the same community, even though they might worship God differently in terms of worshiping Jesus differently, even though they might look at things differently than you do, they are not against us, which means they're for us even more. They're part of our family. Can I get an amen? This is why, just, just do this. When you begin to talk about with people and you begin to uh, talk about the differences, if you start criticizing, and I've, even as I say this, I'm repenting, if you start criticizing the other person's way, you've already started to use the differences to divide you. It's time that when we start talking about other people who love Jesus, we start talking about the things that are wonderful about them, that are different about them, but are wonderful about them. This is the mind of Christ. This is the way, this is the way God made it. Like, you know, here he is, right? You think about it. And is there any artists here? Anybody who paints? Anybody paints or sculpts? Anybody here? There's not one artist. Amen. What do you like to do? You like to paint? Or, oh, you're a painter. Yeah, Steve. I, my, I don't have my glasses on, so you're kind of fuzzy out there. You know, this is, <laughs> this is why some people say, I said, were you there on Sunday? They're like, you looked right at me. You know, I can't really see you. So, <laughs> um, You know, Steve's a painter, and I've seen his paintings. Now, he has a couple of paintings even in his house. Now, if I walked into his house and, and he just spent all that time painting that painting and I walked in there and started criticizing that painting, how would he feel? Not too good. Why? Because when, when, a, when a painter or someone who's creative creates something, they put themselves in it. It says that in, in Psalm 139 that God created us. He formed us in the womb. I mean, actually, he says that he, he thought about us before the, before the beginning of the world. So he's been thinking about you a long time. And all of a sudden, he, he creates you, and you come into this world, and I start criticizing you. How do you think God feels when I start doing that? I start criticizing you because you look different than me. 
Because you have a different skin color. Because you have a, a different way of, of looking at life. And I start criticizing you, thinking my way is better. By the way, I'll give you one more. This is a freebie. It's not in my notes. When you begin to oppose someone, when you begin to actually criticize and come against someone, Jesus takes their side. You know that, because Jesus, the Bible says that he, he fights for those who are being oppressed and persecuted. So if you want to get God against you quickly, stop criticizing someone about the way they look or who they are or how they act. And Jesus is, now you're against Jesus. You don't want that, right? Amen. Nobody wants that. So the first thing is we have to start thinking of others in, in the mind of Christ. You know, it's funny. When, when you run a race, the legs actually won the race, but the hands raise up and say, we won. When, when you look at someone in your, you know, in, 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 I've seen this happen in, 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 uh, in workplaces. You have like these employee, employee, employees Employees, and they're all like on the same level. They're all like on the same level. And all of a sudden, one of them begins to excel. And they get recognized by the boss. And maybe they get a raise or maybe they get a new position. And all the other people become haters. And they begin to tear that person and try to bring them back down to their level. Because they're jealous. Why can't we celebrate? Celebrate when someone excels. Celebrate when someone exceeds. Celebrate when, 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 when another church starts having revival. Go over there, get some, and come back. You know, I, mean, I don't know what to do. But I mean, like, let's start celebrating these things. Instead of looking at them as differences, and because they're different, they're not like us. And therefore, since they're not like us, you know, we talk like John. We try to stop them. Not what God desires. Second thing is, you know, if, if, if you know me at all, you know I love golf. As a matter of fact, if I start talking about golf, I'll talk all day about it, especially if you talk to another golf lover, the conversation just always goes to golf. And, they're, they're, and I love golf, and, I, and I'm not bad golfer. I'm pretty good. And, and so some guys won't play with me because they're afraid they're not that good. They're not that good, so they're afraid to play with me. And, and I always say to them, listen, you know, you know that ball that is in the woods that's yours over there? <laughs> you know, that's your problem. That's your problem. I have my ball over here. My ball is my problem. Your ball is your problem. I'm not worried about what you're doing. I got enough problems of my own. What am I talking about? I love, I love, I'm talking about golf, man. It's the best. Anyways, <laughs> listen to what Romans 14.4 4 says. You, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall. So, Wes, who, you're a servant. I know you're a servant. Who's your master? God's your master. Am I your master? So what am I doing? Worried about him and the way he looks, and the way he acts. Guess what? He's going to stand before God. And trust me, when I'm standing before God, I ain't going to be worried about Wes. I'll be worried about myself. That's all. I'm, I'm not even going to be worried about my wife, my kids, nothing. It's me and him. And I have a feeling I'm not going to be doing any of the talking. We've got to remember that every person, that, you know, they are, they are going to answer to God. They don't have to answer to me. Now, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, you know, 
they want, I want somebody's help. Like, so I go to them and say, hey, help me, Chris. You know, I, I need some help. I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm, I'm walking correctly with God or whatever. And he helps me. That's different. But Chris has got his dealings with God, and I got my dealings with God. And Chris is definitely different than me. I mean, the dude can't even go out in the sun without getting a sunburn, man. Five minutes, and he already gets a sunburn. He's definitely different than me. I've never used suntan lotion. I don't have to. I got this like natural skin oil suntan lotion on me. It's just, just who I am. And plus enough hair to cover that too. But like we're all different. And he doesn't have to answer to me and I don't have to answer to him. We've got to answer. You are the same God. You are the same God. So we've got to stop worrying in a sense about the other person, whether they're different or not, and just say, you know what? How can I help you be a better servant to God? Just because your way is different than my way doesn't matter. And guess what? Together, we will become complete. In that picture I showed you, in the picture I showed you, it's not complete without yellow. It's not complete without red. It's not complete without green. All the different colors make it complete, make it beautiful. And that's the way we have to look at our differences. We really need to start doing this more than start cutting each other down in our differences. Now, the third point, I'm going quite quickly because I have, I don't know, I got 17 points. No, I'm kidding. Um, you know, I, there's this show. I like the show. Uh, it's a couple of seasons, I guess, it's gone by. Uh, the show's name is Ted Lasso. I don't know if you guys have ever saw it. It's a comedy show. It's kind of funny. I love it. It's about this guy who uh, was an American football coach, and he goes to England, and he becomes a, you know, a, a, a real football coach, a, a soccer coach, you know. And, and everybody underestimates him. He's a goofball, and they always underestimate him, and they, and they always think he's never going to succeed and stuff. And so I, there's this little scene that in, in, in one of the shows that I want to show here. And this scene is about he's playing, he, he starts playing a game of darts with this guy who's very arrogant and very uh, judgmental towards him. And, uh, and he plays darts with him. And at the end, it comes down to this one thing where he has to really do well in order to win the game. And that's where it's left off. And I'll, I'll let you listen to it. Let's see if it works. I'll give it a shot. It's only about a minute and a half long. Let's see if we can do it. Better manners when I'm holding a dart. Please. Hmm. Mate, what do I need to win? Two triple twenties and a bullseye. <laughs> Good luck. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. And I like that. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work and all of a sudden it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out and so they judged everything and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions, you know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? Oh! <laughs> Which I would have answered, 
Yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. You know, one pastor said this. He said, um, you should wash a man's feet until you know where he's been. We need to be curious about people. Not judgmental. Not looking at difference. We need to be curious about them. We need to start asking questions. When they do something different than we do, it might be a better way. It might be smarter, it might be quicker, it might be better for your life, it might be more peaceful, but we'll never know if we don't start just getting curious and asking questions. You know, when I, when I, when I grew up, my, my mom, I love my mom, I absolutely love my mom, but she is a pain in the, you know, yeah, the behind. I mean, she, I mean, her and I, cat fighting, probably because we're the same. You know, we would always be fighting, all the time fighting. And then I met Carol, my wife, and um, she, she started hanging around, of course, you know, and then and, and, and we got married. And, and I noticed, like, she, she could disarm my mom. Like, she could disarm her. And all that arguing, my mom didn't know what to do because Carol just, you know, Totally different than me. So I'm no dummy. Carol, how are you doing that? What is it? How do you how do, you do that? And all of a sudden, my mom just doesn't say anything because I'm always fighting with her. Teach me. Show me how you do that. Matter of fact, I'll give you a piece of advice. When you see someone doing something that you can't do, like maybe they got more patience than you, and I'm not talking about skills. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good thing too. But I'm talking about character. When they have a certain character that you don't, that you don't, uh, that you don't possess, don't just say, oh, that's them and that's me, you know, that's differences. Get up next to them. Spend some time with them. Talk to them. Ask them questions. How are you doing that? What do you think in your brain? See, I'll be honest with you. Wes is one of my best friends, and he is so different than me. We are very different people. We are. Come on. But we talk a lot, and I ask him, how does he think about certain things? Trust me, he will tell you. Anyways, <laughs> but like we talk, and we talk about each, to each other about how we think. And even though we're different, we've learned to really love each other because we've learned how each other thinks. And I really appreciate, so I don't even agree with some things that he says. I won't say a lot of things, but there are, there are a lot of things I don't agree with him. But, but like we still have learned to love each other because we ask questions. So stop being judgmental and just be curious you know, there's a proverb in, in Proverbs 25, too. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. It's, it's, it's our, you know, we're supposed to search it out. You know, I'm going to give you two questions that you can ask, simple questions that you can ask someone uh, to simply explore. It's the simplest questions in the world. So practical. 
How do you think about that? Why do you live that way? I'm talking about people that you don't even like their lifestyle. You're never going to be able to talk to them. You're never going to be able to relate to them. You're never going to be able to get close to them unless you actually start talking to them. And do me a favor. When you ask them the question, can I say it this way? Shut your mind up. Like, don't be waiting to reply. Don't be sitting in your mind with an answer, ready to reply and start a debate. No, just simply ask the question, why do you live like that? What is it that helps you to live that way? Or what is it that causes you to live that way? Or why did you decide to choose that way? And just listen. Like, and then when they answer you, if you don't understand, just dig deeper. Not to, not to uh, uh, criticize them, not to debate with them, not to get them to change, but just to simply understand. You will fully not really be able to appreciate someone else's position, even if it's different than yours. You cannot fully appreciate that or even understand it unless you could take that side and argue that side. When you can argue the logic from someone else's perspective, then you understand their perspective. You know, it's so funny. It was this one guy. It was the most beautiful thing that ever happened. We had this, uh, this guy that used to come to our, our church on Sundays. Um, he used to sit in the back. He was uh, mentally disabled. And, uh, but he would sit there and, and, you know, he couldn't sing. You know, he would make strange noises stuff and there was people that came to me and you know sometimes they were bothered by him they said they were bothered one day we were all standing and and we were worshiping God it was a mighty move of God in in the place and all of a sudden we kind of finished and everybody sat down and he's still standing and he's making all these funny noises all of a sudden we realized this dude is worshiping like he is from his belly there's worship coming out of him even though the words are all wrong and and the and the sounds are all different all of a sudden his his, what happened, he caught fire, and then he, everyone else began to worship and praise. And you gotta, you got to stop looking at differences as if, you know, you're better, or you know better. You just don't know. That's the whole thing. The whole answer is you just don't know. So be curious rather than simply um, judge and, and, and discard. I love kids running around. I'm all in favor of kids running. You know what? I wish more of you kids would run around. Anyways, never mind. Uh, but you don't have to. I'm still trying to understand why you don't. Anyways, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Too much fun. Okay, last point. So, so let's, not, let's, let's get the mind of Christ. Let's let everybody answer to their, their, their God's, God's servant, not my servant, you know. And then let's not be, let's be curious, not judgmental. This is how we bring, this is how we enjoy the beauty of differences. And the last thing is something that I would say that, you know, I learned more here than anywhere, and definitely than in the United States, and that is we need to honor God's creation. Romans 12, 10 says, love each other with genuine affection and delight in honoring each other. Delight in honoring each other. 1 Peter 2, 17 says, honor all people. The word honor means 
To honor, to, to honor someone then is to give weight or grant or, or to grant a person a position of respect and even authority in one's life. So you're like putting them up. You're, you're picking them up and you're placing them up high. That's what you're doing when you honor someone. And uh, it, it's, honor is something that's, that's given. It doesn't have to be earned. Honor doesn't have to be earned. Yes, honor is earned at times. But you don't have to. Uh, you can give honor to someone. You can give honor to your enemy. Why would I ever do that? Honor all people. Just because someone does something evil to you, you can still honor them. Matter of fact, I believe that's the Christian responsibility to honor the creation that God has made. See, I'll go all the way back to point number one. When I don't honor my enemy, usually it's because I think they are my enemy. Ready to catch that? When the real enemy, the only one I will not honor, the only one who doesn't deserve any honor is the evil one. He deserves nothing. He gets nothing. Can I get an amen? Give him nothing. He gets nothing. He doesn't even have any authority, so don't give him any. Sorry. Anyways, sorry. I get all fired up. I don't particularly like that guy too much. Um, I just... <laughs> but when you give them, you can give them a place, even if they don't deserve it. For, uh, uh, Romans chapter 15, 5 says, May the God who gives endurance and, and uh, encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ had, so that... With one mind, one voice, you may glorify God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The next verse says, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Have you realized, have you ever thought, I'm almost done, have you ever thought how much God honors you? It's absolutely mind-blowing how much God actually honors you. I mean... I, I do this to God, and God goes, okay. I mean, you know, he should probably just go like that, you know, but he doesn't. Like, I heard someone say to me the other day, I, 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 I asked God to stop talking to me. I didn't really want to have a relationship with him for a while. And God honored that, kind of left him alone, probably walked with him. Probably hung around him all the time, didn't know it. But he honors you. That blows my mind. He honors your will. If God, who deserves all the honor and praise and glory and adoration and respect and everything, takes a little nothing like me and honors me, I can honor others. Even if their lifestyle is different than mine, I can still honor them. Doesn't mean I have to agree with them. Doesn't mean I have to, you know, uh, uh, participate with what they're doing. But I can still honor them. By not, I'll probably get in trouble when I use this name. You know, like Dave Chappelle said, don't punch down on people. Stop punching down on people. Don't punch down on people. He says, punch up. I say, lift up. I think we should lift up. So we need to honor God's creation. 
So I want us to just take a second, and this is the cue guys to come on out. Anyways, <laughs> and they're not ready. It doesn't matter. I love those guys. But I really want us to just take a moment and just kind of close our eyes. And I, 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 I said it last week. We, we, we get all, like, we, we've used this word, uh, I, I guess in Christendom, it's been used in such a way that it's almost like a scary word. And probably because we see John the Baptist, you know, repent, you know. I'll never forget my friend, actually, we played, we were in a play, and he was John the Baptist, and he grew a big, long beard, and I mean, he had camel skins, he had the whole works, and he comes running down the aisle, you better want to turn me down, he's, repent, you brood of vipers, you know, I'm like, whoa, the whole place was shaking, I'm like, this dude, this dude can play John the Baptist, and so we hear that word repent, and we get like, we, we, that's what's in our minds, but actually, if we just think of repenting, like, changing our mind to being kingdom-minded, that's real repentance. You know, a lot of times we want to repent from actions, and that, that's good, but, but really change our minds and our hearts and start having a kingdom perspective that honors people, that, that uh, like doesn't judge, but simply questions, and, and does these things that just allow the, the differences to, to just blend together and, and start appreciating one another. Then we'll have the, the, the correct mind. So, I just want us to take a moment and, and close our eyes and, and let the Holy Spirit uh, reveal to you people that you have put down, people that you have criticized, people that you have not honored, you've judged, and you've, you've caused the differences, that, the, the way they are in their differences to separate rather than to bring about a not only unity, but just appreciation of different thinking. Let the Holy Spirit put people on your mind. Would you pray this prayer with me? Lord, bless them. Lord, Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on them, Lord God. Father, may your favor be upon them, Lord. Lord, I pray that they would be successful in what they do, Lord God. Father, help me to uh, appreciate them and, and see the differences as beautiful rather than as division, Lord God. Change my mind. Lord, you created them, and so you created them in your image. Help me to see that image, Lord. Help me to see that image. Help me to see that image through all the, the, the junk. Because, Lord God, you saw that image in me through all the junk. <laughs> so, Lord, help me to see that in others.